With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Who came out of the footy frenzy better, and who came out of it worse? I was driving in today. You know, I've got about an hour in the car, so I've got a chance to work my way through these things and thrash them all out. I've got three for the good and three for the bad. I won't drop them all at once, but I'll give you, I'll maybe give you two to start with. I'll keep one up my sleeve for later on. Start with the Cats. They won four of their last five. Their only loss out of that period was to the West Coast Eagles by nine points. They're playing seriously good footy, really, really good footy. Tom Hawkins is leading the way, and I'll I'll talk about him in a moment. But the Cats have come out of the footy frenzy in really nice shape. And for those, and I was one, I actually had my hand up, and I I doubted that they would be able to get through all of these games in a short space of time. I wondered whether their, their list may have some weary legs that might not be able to handle it. Chris Scott's managed the group really, really well. He's taken a couple of players out at times. He's put a couple of players back in and they, they probably worked their way through the games and decided when to really go hard and when not to. Uh, the Cats have come out of this far better off. Another that has come out of the footy frenzy far better off is Clayton Oliver. His performances in the last three games have been superb. 31, uh, 34 and 11 clearances, 31 and 6 clearances and 24 and 8 clearances on the weekend against Collingwood. He's had a major influence on the, on the games that he's been involved in. And it's no coincidence that the Demons now have started to turn around their form and change their win-loss record on the back of the great work of Clayton Oliver. He's a star. He's come in for some criticism, which I think was maybe a little bit unfair at times, but they've needed their midfield to get things going. Angus Brayshaw going back into the midfield has been really big for them as well. But it's all started, in my view, with Clayton Oliver and his footy frenzy period was absolutely superb. So that's two for the good. What do you think? one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the phone. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the text. Then there's who's come out of it worse. The Western Bulldogs have come out of the footy frenzy worse off. No doubt in my mind. Losses to Richmond, Port Adelaide and Brisbane. If nothing else, they've actually given us a pretty clear indication uh, of exactly where they sit in the scheme of 2020. They're a decent team. When they're at their best, they can be dangerous. 
But the gap between their best and the worst is too far right now. And I don't know how that changes for them. Um, I, I personally thought they'd be a top four team. So I've got it wrong. Absolutely got them wrong. Um, and I don't buy the fact that they've had injuries. Every team's got injuries. Uh, the gap between their best and the worst is too great. And they've been exposed too often. They were exposed in those three losses that I mentioned. They were pretty good on the weekend against Adelaide. Um, but they have come out of the footy frenzy worse because, yeah, they may make the finals. They may scratch into sixth or seventh or eighth. But I'm not sure there's too many teams in the top bracket that are really shaking about the Bulldogs right now. It can still turn around, but it hasn't been a great period for them. The other is Jared Pollock. North have got their woes. And during this footy frenzy, you could probably mount a pretty strong argument that North Melbourne have come out of the footy frenzy worse off. And, and I would agree with that. Um, now they are at the point where they are going to commission a full rebuild from top to bottom, that list. And, and what it looks like in the trade period in the off-season for them is going to be fascinating. But we'll get to that as it gets a bit closer. But Jared Pollock's been dropped twice now. Uh, and it's starting to become more and more obvious that for whatever reason, he's not fitting into the Reese Shaw ideology and the Reese Shaw game plan. I don't know what it is exactly, and it would be wrong of me to, to throw a dart at the board and guess. But I don't need to guess, and we don't need to guess, that whatever's happening with Jared Pollock and the Kangaroos is not working. And that's the reason that he's been out of the team twice in the last four games. He's on good money, and that's not his fault. You, you take the offer that's been put in front of you, um, but that sort of money is not sustainable if you're going to rebuild and you've got a player who either doesn't want to buy in or isn't part of the way that you want the team to play. So they've got a big decision on their hands at the end of the season, North Melbourne, when it comes to Jared Polek. But uh, this has been a pretty disappointing four weeks for him, and he's come out of the footy frenzy worse off. I've got another good and another bad that I might get to a little later on this hour. But to your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Greg's in Blackburn. G'day, Greg. G'day, Jack. How you going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Um, it's not so much Clayton. I'm a Melbourne supporter. It's not so much Clayton Oliver's um, clearances. His metres gained have gone up by seventy percent. So he's kicking the ball. Yeah, and that's, there was there was a bit of um, with the criticism, Greg, and you would follow this closely as a D's man that. It was that, yeah, he wins the footy, but he, he didn't really hurt you going forward because they were in and under possessions. But that's changed in a big way in the last four weeks, hasn't it? It has. And, uh, and also with Maxi Gorn and Proust, what a, what a conundrum. I'd, I'd stick Maxi in the, foot, in the forward line and let Proust run. Uh, I rush. Really? Yeah, I, I really would. I really would. I'd just say, Maxi, you're up forward. With um, Wiedemann, what havoc they'll create, and uh, and let Prusy—he he did a good job, mate—and let him uh, and let him have a crack at it. That's what I'd be doing. Interesting, Greg. Appreciate your call, mate. Always nice to hear from you. Um, I would be playing Max Gorn in the ruck because I think he's the premier ruckman in the competition, um, and has been for a number of years. But the Braden Proust scenario is very, very interesting. And what does it look like for this week? We'll find out the selected teams later on in the week. Still without Luke Jackson. You could mount an argument that Max Gorn could play 65, 70% ruck, maybe a little bit more, and then go forward. And Braden Proust could, could play the opposite way, could play 70% of his game as a forward. I don't know. I, there, there's the risk that it stifles Sam Wiedemann again. He's doing such a great job at being the, the big, tall marking target. Uh, since round six, he's, I think he's second in the competition for contested marks. And, 
He's a presence down there. If you have someone like Braden Pruce, is, does he get in the way? These are all of the conundrums that Simon Goodwin's got to work with. But uh, I thought was I thought Pruce was fabulous for them on the weekend. Mark's in Bacchus Marsh. G'day, Mark. G'day, Jack. How you going, man? Good, thanks. You know, just on the side, if uh, SEN had a rising star, uh, I reckon you'd be probably winning the rising <laughs> star at uh, SEN right now, mate. Nah. You've got a few guys coming through, but I reckon you're probably up the top there. You're too Pretty kind, much. Mark. We'll get a, we'll, I'll send a slab around to you. I appreciate it. No worries. I'll leave my address <laughs> with the producer after the call, buddy. Um, the Western now, Bulldogs, what do you make of them? Right. I can tell you exactly where they're going wrong and why we're losing games to the upper teams. It's, a, it's, actually a two, it's actually a two-pronged thing. The clubs have worked this out, and it's the, the, the key injuries to a couple of players. They're half-back line. We've lost our run off half-back where we can launch attacks into the forward line, where we can release midfielders running, running through the middle of the ground to then pinpoint passes into the forward 50. By having Crazier injured and mm. Taylor Dure has really hurt us off our half-back line. Jason Johannesson's been down. Um, he's been hurt a little bit as well, but he's been down. Our half-back line has not been functioning. Teams have worked out if they hit us with a lot of pressure on our half-back line, their half-forward line, and stop our run off half-back, yep. we're stuck. Yeah, and that's, and that's what they take off you, Mark. Appreciate your call. This is, this is what other teams do. They take something off the Western Bulldogs, and that's the run and carry off half-back. What does it look like outside of that? And that might be one of the big things for Luke Beveridge is to look at how they can possibly get a plan B, if you want to use that term, but other modes of scoring because you take away the run and drive off half back and Caleb Daniels' numbers suggest that too. Caleb Daniels' numbers in their wins, I had the game on the weekend, averages 22 disposals. When they lose, Caleb Daniels' numbers are down to to 15 or, or 16 disposals, something it's either one of those two. So... It shows that when he's having an influence uh, on the game and a lot of the ball's going through him at half back, that they're getting good results going their way. But when he's not having that same sort of influence, uh, then they're starting to find it hard to, to get their scores and, and get things moving from there. They're a fascinating team, the Dogs. I, I still think they can do some sort of damage this year. But as I said off the top, their inconsistencies have been too great. Off the text, Ryan in Perth says, Luke Ryan has been a total weapon during the frenzy period. Not sure how a 187-centimetre tall bloke is able to hold the biggest forwards accountable and still become the best intercept player in the league. He'd be up there in the conversations for the best intercept marks in the competition. He'd be up there. Darcy Moore, Charlie Ballard. There's others, obviously, that I'm forgetting. But Luke Ryan enters that conversation. He's had a really, really good four weeks. Rowdy from Park Orchards, appreciate your text. Nice to have you. We'll come back to this a little bit later on. But up next, Luke Parker, the captain of the Sydney Swans. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, join me on Time On.